gotta learn these new cables. Oh, the sink is off. I'll figure it out, guys. We just got a bunch of like, new cables and shit. We we don't have vocals. Can they not hear us right now? No. Um, song. It's recording in one track. <laughs> like this is better. Who's this? Jesus, oh, really? Who? Asking for the listeners. Oh. It's Motion City soundtrack. Motion oh man, Sorry. I need to figure out how to run. And uh, we have some new stuff. <laughs> uh, they announced that they are getting back together. In this discussion, what the hell? There's no vocals. That's Weird. the same thing that was happening. That's the same thing that happened when I played music. Yeah, I'll figure it out. All right. It's pretty impressive, though, that we can somehow it's, strip it's really, the, really, really strip the tracks down to, so we yeah. don't get the vocals. So if you ever want to do karaoke, just come hang out with us. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Because um, we can play anything and just won't be vocals. I'm going to do it one more time, but on YouTube, because YouTube is not a stereo mix. It's like a one mono, everybody oh, gets yeah, everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, so Motion City Soundtrack announced this week their cryptic mix that they put out uh, a couple weeks ago. They were like 12, uh, 31. Oh, shit. How long have they been broken up? Uh, since 2016 or 17. Okay, so it's not like it's been 10 years. No, but we honestly, the whole like fan base thought, like, well, they made it 17 years. They've been together since 97. We thought, like, this is it. Uh, do you want to pass this? I'm good. Was there a fallout? You? I'll take the rest of it. There you go. Uh, no, they... Um... <clears throat> oh, you hadn't poured yet. That's something else in that other glass you have there. Yeah. So this is the... Jesus Christ. I can't get a good mix. Anyways, um, yeah, so they <clears throat> they broke up uh, to good terms, which the lead singer uh, did an interview with Alternative Press, I believe... I'm not positive which outlet he did that with, but they said that he said that uh, what were these guys you were telling me to look out for when I went to Kansas? No, that was the Get Up Kids. Okay, that's right. <laughs> um, gang. I love how you raised your hand. Well, he was in the middle of something, so I was going to let him keep with going. Your hand raised. No, so <laughs> these guys like they broke up and uh, they've been together a long time. I. I figured out recently that I've seen them play live seven times. That's the most I've ever seen any band ever. Uh, they're one of my favorite bands. They're always in the rotation of top five, which me and Colton have discovered that at work that there is no favorite band for a person who loves music. It's just a rotation of who's in your top five. I think I, I had a top four. Just It was the fifth one that keeps on changing. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm in... An, and me, honestly, it's like a top 30. Mm-hmm. It yeah. depends on who's releasing an album that year. Because <laughs> yeah. it's always like, so-and-so got back together. Because the music I like, that genre just has struggled. Mm-hmm. Adam, it you can recently, attest to that. Yeah. Yeah. The, recently, the yes. whole pop punk thing. It pop just, punk emo. Yeah. It, it all kind of... Well, not... 
rolls in together, but it's kind of almost the same era. Yeah, so I would say Motion City soundtrack is pop rock. I would say more. They're not a punk band by any stretch. They're more even pop than they are rock. Um, they just play actual instruments, which puts them into a rock band category by today's standards. D- no. Disagree, whatever. But Motion City's more like Weezer? How no. dare you? No. <laughs> I don't think so. Good Charlotte. No. No, okay. that ain't a good comparison either. I uh, just, I really wish my cables worked better tonight. Not we bowling played... for soup. There's another a band bowl. that I've got right on the tip of my tongue that... But you know what I'm trying to do here? You, you're trying to match them to, for our listeners' sake, like to a bigger... Yeah. Who they would be like. Yeah, they'd be like a newfound glory. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Okay. Or a saves the day or something. Um, yeah, so they were like bon Jovi. My, yeah, a kiss. <laughs> they were my high school band, you know, a white snake, and they were they were, you know, uh, Dire Straits, and that's what I was into when I was in high school, and I never actually stopped liking what I was into when I was in high school, and I was like, this heart sounding band channel on Sirius. <laughs> And I was like, you know, this song sounds like Tiffany. I'm really into it. And uh, I could go on for days, man. Like, it's it's just, this is my jam. Like, this is for me. Uh, yeah, this is the band that I've seen the most live. Like, this is the one where I've seen, like, every single rendition of every single lineup they've ever had. Okay. Like, this is, I bought every one of their albums. You are a super fan of Motion City Soundtrack. I've bought like when they release it's, vinyl it's... and they release different colors. I buy all the colors. Like I'm obsessed, and my okay. wife hates me. Sounds like you're more obsessed okay. with them than my wife is with the Foo Fighters. Except that. Would you get a tattoo? No, I wouldn't. And I, I, the okay. So I like that your wife loves the Foo Fighters so much. That's her band. That's her jam, right? I like the Foo Fighters. I like the Foo Fighters too. Yeah. I'm just like. I love so many bands as hard as she does about the Foo Fighters. I have like 15 of those bands that I like as much as she likes about the Foo Fighters. Like, I'm obsessed with the Gaslight Anthem. I'm obsessed with the Front Bottoms, the Get Up Kids, uh, Trapped. Um, (laughs) Hoobastank. Puddle of Mud. Boys to Man. Of course. ABC. (laughs) But you get my drift. Both Thugs in Harmony. Yeah, see, like I'm, That's I'm a great that way. Pan, Colton. You miss. You're not playing the game right. What you gonna do? Well, ain't, ain't no way, way to hide. hide. Judgment comes for you. Well, ain't no <laughs> way to the world wait. Because it's good <laughs> to sing this. Bone Thugs and Harmony. Uncle Charlie. Oh, my Uncle Charlie. They killed my Uncle Charlie and something about Charlie. I'm gonna miss everybody. I'm gonna miss everybody. That's really old. I see you at the crossroads. You're supposed to be like, well, you don't know me. Didn't back me up there. They didn't back me up there. Bringing up some memories, and I suddenly realized those are bad memories. It's a great song to drive around to. Or first of the month. It's first of the month. Get up. Like, it's literally a song about getting your welfare check and going and cashing it because it's the first of the month and you can get go buy all the cool stuff you want to buy. Damn right. 
Yeah, so Motion City Soundtrack is back together. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> That's right. my high school band. Um, I don't know officially if FCS. they are. I don't know if they are officially back together. They've been so cryptic on everything they do. They announced a headlining tour uh, with 30 dates in January through February. But So no new album has been announced, just a tour. Today they yes. announced to the VIP club members, um, VIP purchase you can buy special tickets that include a seven inch vinyl that will include two new songs and handwritten lyrics from justin pierre the lead singer so i'm like okay that makes me think they're in the studio jason pierre paul is the lead singer just the guy from the giants (laughs) (laughs) so that makes me think that they yes they are in the studio and i hope that they do have fall plans uh right now the minneapolis date that's the only date uh, out of the like 30 days that isn't for sale because they have it blurred out what the date is and where the venue is on their po- tour poster because they're based out of Minneapolis. Okay. So I have a feeling that they're going to be like, okay, guys, yeah, the tour is going to end, you know, after all these dates, but then we're going to do four or five nights in Minneapolis at First Avenue or something. The XL Energy Center. Uh, not even close. No. U.S. Bank Stadium. They'll never get that big. Uh, never. Uh, They'll probably be at the, uh, what is it, the Armory? No, I don't even think they'd be able to fill the Armory. Really? You don't think they'd fill the Armory? I think they could fill the Armory one night. But I think they'd be more comfortable playing First Avenue two nights in a row. Okay. So it's 10,000 people at the Armory, right? It's 1,500 at First Ave. Okay. And it's like something like 900 or 1,000 at Varsity Theater, depending on how you set it up. But the nostalgia of it. They might be able to fill a ten thousand. That's. I hope they're not playing on nostalgia because I've never thought they weren't cool and weren't current. Every and, album they put and out. If they've only been, they've not been a band a couple years for two years. It, it's hard to be okay. Can I say this too? Nostalgic Let's, about a band that's only broke up two years ago. So my friend Mike, friend of the show, he's been on here before never for Black him. Wednesdays. Um. So he told me one time when they were breaking up. Uh, what's up? I'm looking at the... Okay. Um, when they were breaking up and they were on their final farewell tour, um, that poster with that ticket stub. That's a sweet poster. <laughs> That's a... Uh, so he... The tickets go on sale for the Minnesota Day, and I get shut out immediately. Okay. Then they're like, we're going to add another date to the Minnesota Day. I get shut out immediately. Five days, I get shut out. I'm like, I'm not going to get to see my band on their farewell tour like it's not gonna happen they played five days at the varsity theater like it's done like i actually cried and uh mike texts me like three or four weeks beforehand because you know tickets go on sale months beforehand and he's like um so my job took me to minneapolis today yeah um I was at this place and these kids were like, do you guys want tickets? And they had these like big, like sheets of tickets. And they're like, they found them in a dumpster. No, that's a dumpster ticket up there. And it got me into the show. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and 
That's I was like, fate right there. Like, I can't that believe right. that. I mean, right. he took his ex-girlfriend at the time, current girlfriend, and we had to sit way in the back because she had never heard Wait, of the what? band. And I'm like, this he sucks. Took his ex-girlfriend and current girlfriend? No, I mean, like... It, it, ex-girlfriend, now current girlfriend oh. at the time. Oh, okay. Sorry, okay, I said okay. that wrong. His, his current ex-girlfriend. <laughs> but she was he was dating her at the time. Whatever. Okay, okay, okay. And I'm just like, we all ride up together, and I'm like, in my head, I'm trying to play it like, okay... Um, I know she's never heard of the band. I go, Mike, on the way up, I'm like, put Motion City soundtrack in the CD player. <laughs> he yeah. starts playing her. She's like, oh, yeah, I kind of like this. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> we stand in line. We get in. I'm like, holy shit, we actually got in. We were all psyched. I'm like, beers, beers. We all got a beer, and we stood around, and the band came on, and they came out to Shake Your Rump by Beastie Boys, which I hadn't seen them do yet. <laughs> I can pretty much tell you every tour what song they walk out to. <laughs> Speaking of Beastie Boys, you guys should, if you get a chance, on YouTube. I've heard about this. The yeah, David Letterman from '94. No, yeah, nostalgia's sake, just go back, Google Beastie Boys on David Letterman in '94 when they do Sabotage. Oh. Okay, it randomly so, showed up in my feed. It was no, awesome. The reason that showed up is because it's the whatever anniversary of that album. Yeah, it's the 25th anniversary of that album. And on YouTube, really? they put out like well, yeah, a would be, 30 yeah. minute documentary on YouTube about that, about that album, making oh, really? of that album, offic- okay. an official doc from the band. Yeah, it's on YouTube somewhere, and that's what I thought you were about to talk about. So Andy, his like fashion trend this summer is summer of '91. Have you guys heard this theory of his or this thing that he's doing this summer? Yes. Yes. Go ahead and explain it. He's dressing like it's 1991. His older sister's college boyfriend is like his muse for his fashion this summer. And so I'm after seeing this video, I'm stealing this, provided I can lose about 60 pounds. The Beastie Boys in 94 are going to be my fashion muse. Oh, wait. How many... how many members are in the Beastie Boys back in ninety three? It's always been three. It's but always three. They have the full band set up during that album, so there was you know I, I know seven I of them. I know it's three. Check your head, so, man. So Colton, plug your ears, close your eyes. Let's do that together. That's the Beastie Boys. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm gonna say this. Uh, knock yourself out. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> take. I'll take one for the team here, boys. <laughs> Now it's just nothing but voice. There we go. That's crazy. What are we drinking here, Adam? Shit, yo. Um. All right, we got to find a better cable setup next time. I'll go back to the old cable it's setup. It's a beer from week. 608 Brewing Company out of lacrosse. We'll be able to hear Andy next week Wisconsin? better if he ever calls in. <laughs> yeah, he'll never call back in. It sounded like trash. I'm sorry, guys. We'll it, have it fixed next week. You're a failure. It's uh, called Stratagem, and it's a New England IPA uh, made out of Strata. There is no cannery on their crawlers. It's a, it's a sad thing. 
Yes. What do you I'll think of this? It? Look at this the color next to a pseudo sue, which is a, just a standard. Look at all the shit from your pseudo sue that settled since it's, you it's, poured it. It's an That's older can of pseudo sue. Yeah. No, I just mean like Yeah, for look sure. Look at the dry hop next to a standard IPA, which is pseudo sue is a standard IPA. We learned. Yes. I'm trying this orange vanilla coke for the first hey, how time. Is that? Let me get that know. crawler can. It smells like a flat coke. And, All right. Uh, here we go. <laughs> um, this stuff is, uh, to me, it's like really super smooth. Oh, I have an idea. And it was one of my favorite beers drinking at the brewery. That's for sure. The Strata Gym. Is this something about Strata? It's my favorite hop. Yes. It's the best yes. hop. It's the best hop. It was like, what, a couple years ago when Spirit Vault came out, it was right. like the ho 21789 or It had a number to it. It was still experimental hop, and now it has its name. So I'm oh, going to give this so a 4.4. 4. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I'll, I'll do 4.5 on I'm, this one. I'm 4.5 as well. This orange vanilla Coke gets a <laughs> one. <laughs> It tastes flat. Will not buy or order again. <laughs> One. Uh, it tastes like a flat Coke that you, they just like lent orange. Two hundred forty calories per. I was bottle. gonna get the zero. Now that's from that's from uh, you know it's from Coke. It's from one of the big guys. So is that the equivalent <laughs> to like a BLO? Do you want to hear True. my? Okay. It's made with orange, uh, like yeah, peeling. Like it's lifted. True. A lot of the breweries orange. are doing craft sodas as well. Bra Brothers is making a ton of them. Lift Bridge does craft sodas. Mankato has okay. has craft yeah. sodas on hand. They don't make them. Okay, they got a big selection. So if you know one of these craft breweries did a, what is it? Orange vanilla. Orange vanilla. Yes. Orange vanilla cola. Would it be good? What? Hang on. So, let's let's Hang get on. back. Do you guys want to see something Go funny? Go ahead. Listen. Yep. Go okay, ahead. listen to this. Let's just get back to the. Shake your love. I just shake your love. Shake your love. I just can't shake. Anytime I want to do that throughout the day at work, I just play "Shake Your Love" and he does that dance, and it <laughs> makes me laugh so much. <laughs> I'm feeling kind of down. If you Dude, I play so, it at, at max volume on my phone, and wherever he is, he just he drops things. Oh, <laughs> and he nice. starts doing it. So if you and Colton went on a delivery together, <laughs> and you were on a job site for say one of our local contractors, yep. And as you were unloading, say like sheetrock, and you started playing that with Colton, like start doing that on the job site 100 immediately 100 no matter who was around if we had sheetrock in our hands i'd put it down but like i wouldn't just like drop it but like he'd be like <laughs> <laughs> i'd probably like i'd be holding it and i'd probably be like <laughs> don't do that again <laughs> Sorry, no, i'm telling it. you there hasn't been a time yet where i've played that and he hasn't just Dropped whatever he's had in his hands, and I, I live it. with him. I see that. I mean, anytime any sort of music, like shake that your is love playing, by Debbie Gibson with that the, with this kid, it's like a it's Pavlov thing to him. Can I play my second phone call to Walmart? Oh my God, you have more than one. Yes, you, you already had your corner. 
Yeah, and everybody, audience, apologies for the audio on the iPhone. They're new cables. We'll go back to the old ones next week. You should also listen to the main podcast also, if you haven't already, just because... Oh, yeah, this is the second This call. is the after show. This is well, the listen, listen to the first one. Is that this what is I... the main podcast, guys. No, it's not. You slut. <laughs> uh, this, this is the flagship. We'll do the... I don't have it. Later. <laughs> okay, he doesn't have one. <laughs> Next week, we'll have it. It's All on right. my iPad. <laughs> All right, so, um, I have a few six... more questions. Okay, okay go ahead. Sure, Sorry. Gonna... I'll just, I just wanted to talk about 608 Brewery. Yep. When I was there, this is basically three-quarter of the beer that I drank was the Strata Gem. Well, good choice. Yes, yes. Do you feel that? Because I, I, I think I catch myself doing it sometimes. If you go to a brewery, all of a sudden you're kind of trending towards that brewery and you're comparing everything. You know, if you go, like when I go to, if I go to Indeed for the first time, then all of a sudden are inbound. Then, like, for the next few beers I have, I'm like, yeah, this isn't as good as the stuff I had there. But now, like, I, I go to Brow Brothers semi-regularly lately. Uh-huh. Um, and, but, like, if I go to, I haven't been to Lost Sanity yet. So if I go there, am I going to try things and all of a sudden be like, not really obsessed, but you're Shoot. remembering that brewery. And maybe comparing things to it, so you have a, a. Are you putting it maybe on a on a? And I'm not saying you are with this one. I'm saying as, as a whole, do you think that people put these breweries on a pedestal, if it's the last one they've been to and they had a good experience there on that one visit there? I could see that happening. Yeah, yes. for sure. Yes. for sure. And I I say that I bring it back all the time. I know, and everybody's annoyed with it. But the one visit my wife and I had to Fair State, when they just happened to have like 25 sours on tap, that made us think <laughs> Fair State is the greatest brewery ever. Whereas we went there a couple of weeks ago, remember, when we met up with Andy, and they only had a few good sours on tap. You know, And that first time, though, that built up so much equity with us. We're like, you're allowed to make mistakes. We're going to keep coming back because we had such a good time and the first time. I'll admittedly maybe be that way with Urban South because... I can't get to it. It's it's out there, but I can't get to it on a regular basis. So when I do get there, that's I gravitate towards it, and I, I've had nothing but good experiences there. Whereas I used to be that way about Dangerous Man, but now I've been there enough. I've had enough of their beers that if I go to the Metro and have a weekend up there, I'm not necessarily in that i got to get to Dangerous Man got it. mentality. And, and we're lucky enough that like we, we're smart enough to know go on untapped go on instagram check it out right. see what's going on with everybody okay. and usually it's like okay you know what it wouldn't be hurt worth not against the venture to saint paul to go check out barrel theory barrel theory is legit Correct. or stack deck yeah and yes did did i hear right that barrel theory theory is going to start distributing i haven't heard anything okay I haven't heard that. I could have swore I read something. Here, see if that. the lady behind the bar wants to sample this. It's pretty delish. But no, I, I, I think there's a lot of a lot of that, that that happens throughout as we live our lives. And you know, when when you started talking about comparing, uh someone or I read something or someone told me comparing the you lose the fun. As soon as you start comparing, there's no fun to it. And I don't know if necessarily comparing is the word, but like 
We use Tim brought up Barrel Theory. I've been to Barrel Theory once. I had a great experience there. Yes. So now, like, I if I saw them in a store, I'd be more inclined to mm. buy them over well a dangerous man that I've been to on multiple occasions and had many of their beers because the last experience that I had was with Barrel Theory and it was a great experience. Okay, so we all agree that we like Fair State, right? Yeah. Fair State yes. posts on Instagram today. The they are, they're launching their BBRR, their Blackberry, Blueberry, Raspberry, Roselle in stores. To me, in that's, stores. that's a huge deal. Four-pack, 16-ounce cans. Right. That's a huge deal. Like That's going to be at MGM. It's not going to be in Springfield because we'd have to beg for it, and it's we not worth it. it. We get it. I'm not going to ask for it because he got us Paley, and I'm going to go hard on Spirit Fowl. Yes. And be like, that's when I'm going to hey, double down and be like, for any breweries that are full. listening, especially if anybody from Fair State is listening, I want you to do a BBW beer. A what? Well, hey. BBW is. Like I know a BBW. I, I know, I know, I know. I thought you were. <laughs> but you were like, clever. I thought uh, you had a clever. Oh, yeah. You could do like blueberry, blackberry, watermelon. There you go. There you go. Okay. But you could call I, the BBW. I know, I know, I know. I know. I thought, you, I, thought you had I thought you had something built up for <laughs> BBW, like with fruits. Yeah, <laughs> blueberry, blackberry, watermelon. Okay, hey, since I forgot, let's do the um, let's do the beer news, local beer news, and this is all still applicable to the weekend when I launch the show on Saturday. Yeah. All right, uh, this Sunday, so tomorrow, folks, Shells has uh, Bach Brews and Brats on their beer garden patio. Fantastic. Uh, it's basically like a dude that comes around, and he like does comedy and plays Bach music. All right. Bach as in B A C H. Not Beck. Not B O C K because Shells is known as the Bach beer. Okay, Locale. Um, they just launched uh, Lake Vibes. It's a new hazy IPA, super fresh. It was brewed a week ago. Uh, Lost Sanity in Medelia, Minnesota. They're doing a homebrew competition. Which is pretty interesting. So if really? there's if there's any homebrewers out there, uh, yeah, they home should brewers. be they should be getting Joe into this. Uh, <laughs> I think they they open it up to like something like twenty four people or homebrewers. Wow. That's pretty cool. Uh, take sixteen. Uh, they just relaunched Country Passion. Uh, it's back for the summer. Uh, it's a passion fruit infused cloche brew. Uh, people seem to like it. Last year. We okay. never had it. Uh, okay, and here's the big news of the week. Star Keller, right? There's a huge write-up on Jace Marty of Shell's Brewing and how he is bringing back, like, Berliner, what do you call them? Berliners. Yeah. Berliner with the With the Star Keller brand. Okay. There's a big write-up on him in the Growler. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, you I can read that on that. the Growler yes. online. So that is beer news. I forgot to get to that during the show. Now it it is it is pronounced Vice, right? Weiss. Berliner Vice. Really? No, it's if it's German, a W it's yep. pronounces as a V. Oh, I have no idea. So I is, just say the name that, of the beer. Okay. So if it's like um, a onesie twosie, it's a Berliner Vice. I just say, give me a onesie twosie. <laughs> Got it. You know what okay. I mean? Okay. <laughs> And if we want to get to a few questions quick, yeah, Markowitz it. says, "Is that OSHA approved?" Don't worry about it. 
I'll show yeah, you. I'll show you guys later. Um, how come you never get to my questions? We get to them every week. Yep. Don't we act do. like we don't. Right. And then, how much weed did he smoke before this picture? About, um, about I just. Yep, I just happened to catch Colton while he was talking about something. Yep. Well, it seems like since the beginning of time, men have searched for a personal oasis where they could kick back, hide from the world. He's reading the man easy. issue of River Valley Woman. Uh, he also Markowitz also asked, "Will the Twins win win a playoff series against the Yankees?" Yes. Yes. Depends right. on if it's indoors or outdoors. All right, let's get to. Tell Colton to leave the beard. That's from Carter Coon 29. Okay. Austin Plaster. Too late. Austin Plaster writes, who do you guys think should be the next biopic? He's thinking Ooh. Phil Collins or Billy Joel. Phil Collins. Oh. Ooh, Phil Collins, I think. That's that's a good one. It's Billy got Genesis Joel. built in there. Right. But I think he's he. that's what he's thinking. No, but I mean, he gave two examples of that. Of, of what two. he's thinking, Billy yeah, Joel one of the two. with the sunglasses. I don't think. No, no. Billy Joel. No, Billy Joel no. whales. No, no, I was gonna. I was Billy Joel no, shreds. I'm saying. Side no note: to Billy Joel is in my top five. So I'm now saying we have a no top to Phil five. Collins. Now you have a top eight. I, 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 think I don't Phil, think Phil Collins is at the status level of that Billy a, Joel is of a Elton John or a. I agree with Freddie you, Corey. Mercury that are deserving of a biopic. Right. While they're still alive. I agree with you, Corey. Thanks, Tim. You Billy Joel, who, perhaps. Doesn't no. Billy Joel have a re- residency at, like, Madison Square Garden? You know who's going to get one? The goddamn, like, Queens of the Stone Age, because they had that Eagles of Death Metal band that had the parachutings. Yeah, they're going to get one. What? They just have to do a few more, like, iconic concerts the Queens do. I, my... Foo Fighters do, though, dude. They're going to deserve one. Yes. Someday. Yes, they are. Someday. So, yeah. They're they're right I mean, right honestly, the next one should be Kurt Cobain. That's, yes. I think everybody True. thinks that. Everybody thinks True. that, and it's everybody's so trepidatious about who should play him. It's so touchy. Like Rami Malek. <laughs> that should just be his thing. Call, call, he is yeah, so, that, Macaulay, I like that call, idea. <laughs> who's the kid that played Home Alone? That kid, Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, there but Rami Malek could do Rami Malek. Rami Malek. He could do. It was a Rami or Rami. Dave. He could do Dave Grohl when the Foo Fighter ones come out. He could do Billy Joel. He could do Bruce Springsteen. No, he couldn't. He could do okay. Phil Collins. Nobody no. thought he could do Freddie either. Springsteen is going to be an unknown guy. We're going to never have heard of the Springsteen one. There is going to be a Springsteen one. We know that. Springsteen just launched a new album this you, week. Here, okay. Yeah, Here, here's the thing. Biopics are kind of like the thing in the last couple of years, but guess what? In another three, four, five years, are they going to even be a thing? Yes. Yes, a hundred percent. History is always getting made, and also, they've been a thing a lot. Adam, Adam, they've been a thing a lot longer than the last four or five years. Okay, mainstream. Yeah, like the so Jackson when Five you're not movie. Mainstream. Why are we even talking about it? They did no. an Elvis Presley one in like 1983. Kurt Russell played Elvis. Wasn't there a okay. movie about um, Jerry Lee Lewis banging his cousin? Great Balls of Fire, I think the movie was called. True. Wait. In the early 90s yep his cousin um <laughs> yes oh megan corrected second cousin every time i talk she gets annoyed yikes but she's super pumped when you guys talk 
Rami Malek's performance as Freddie Mercury. I said cousin, and she's like, all time. Mm, he's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, Great balls of fire. You heard right what I said. I stand by that. Haven't you yeah. figured that out yet? Um. Okay, guys. <laughs> I think that the Steve Jobs one got fucked up big time, and I think it could be corrected. I think Steve Jobs deserves a proper biopic. Uh, correct. Corrected how? I just think that the Michael Fassbender script was terrible, and the Ashton Kutcher portrayal was awful. So I think that if but, you but if you go the route, come off as which, which ones? So Michael Fassbender, the script was awful. He was okay as Steve Jobs, but I didn't like the script because it was like. Okay, guys, I got this little mini computer, and it's the 70s, and then it bumps up to the 80s, and I got this thing, and then it bumps up to 2000, and I got an iPod, and then the movie ends. It's just three different press conferences that Steve Jobs gave, whereas the that true... sounds like a 12-minute movie. The true <laughs> biopic was Ashton Kutcher playing him, like, going to India and doing all these things, but it was an indie movie. And Ashton Kutcher actually looks like a young Steve Jobs. I think that if you just get the right people going on that, Steve I Jobs they, is a I think they need story to do a to Kelly Pickler one. Okay. Yeah. Who? I think a Kelly yeah. Ripa yeah. movie is is Ooh. more... Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because I like... A little, I have a feeling Regis didn't want her. I think they're working on a Hulk Hogan in, one. And her all, daughter with Chris Hemsworth is you know what? That's right. Kelly Chris Ripa, Hemsworth is playing Hulk Hogan. Her daughter Hogan. just walked on in on her and her husband. You know. I'm just joking when I said Kelly Ripa. It was just no, a seriously. Joke. Okay. Like, yeah. Uh, professional like, yeah. wrestlers. That's probably the next big biopic boom when they yes. get sick of. Uh, like, because they keep blowing it. Like, the Motley Crue movie sucked. They keep blowing it with musicians. A Ric Flair one would be awesome. It would be oh. amazing. The three I want, oh. Ric Flair. Ric Flair would be the sick. The Hulk Hogan one. Macho Man Randy Savage. I think Chris Ric Benoit. Flair would be the best one. Chris Benoit. To this day. Mm-hmm. If, if they would do Agree. a Ric Flair Agree. one right now. Agree. Yeah. The 30 for 30 on him. It left so much shit out. Woo! Dude, you know what? I say there. I sit there. I drank like what? I don't know. 37 beers a day and then like 17 mixed drinks. Um, Would you like a peanut? And that's what I did. That's what I did. And then they're like, okay, that's fine. They're they're not like, um, what drugs did you do to make you be able to drink that? They didn't ask him about the cocaine use or anything like that yes. on the 30 for 30. Okay. They left, because how do you be able to drink 40 beers a day? You need to do coke. Like, they left so much out of that. And it was such a good. It was still very good. Very good. I but love that thirty for thirty. A Chris Benoit biopic. That would be oh, insane would be too. Yes. Yes. Um, and a Vince McMahon one. Hang on though. Um, Chris Benoit was in. I watched wrestling for a brief period. Crossface chicken wing. I know who Chris Benoit is, but I don't remember his final fate. Did he murder suicide or just suicide? Uh, double murder, murder suicide. Yes. Triple. Trip. What was a triple? I thought it was double. Two yeah, kids and his wife. God, I know that was oh. the shittiest way to go was out. It just his kid. I his, think it was one kid. Well, yeah, one kid and his wife, and then he killed himself. And then yeah. hung himself with a weight set. They still don't know whether it was concussion induced or it if was, was CTE. It had to have been. Yeah, he, it had he's to been have. completely erased from like everything. The yeah. So like you try to go on the WWE Network and like his matches aren't even. They're on, still on there. They're just not like. What? When you They're look not at promoted like, or anything. When yeah. you look at like really? the description of the show, they won't every, mention him. 
Yeah. You'll just see like, oh, here's and a Christmas. And it's sad because he's a terrible to... human being because he killed his wife and kids. Kid. But great one wrestler, of, like, though. yeah, I mean, he, he's one of the greatest of all time. So it... you would have to like look up like his era was like the Dudley brothers breaking through tables. Yes. His like finishing move was a diving headbutt off the top ropes. Yeah. So, I mean. I watched his era. A lot of that... CTE. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can imagine. That was the conditions. one that I watched. And it was crazy to think back then, too, as of a person I am now, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what? 10 to 11 years old and I'm watching him he's cracking Budweiser's when he walks into the ring yeah and I'm like he's gonna have a liver issue later in life like he shouldn't be drinking that much like that's that's yeah, too yeah. much beers he's drinking three beers a night you guys I mean <laughs> but then you grow up <laughs> yeah right three beers that's nothing Crispin and there were Budweiser's <laughs> Chris won four percent Budweisers. <laughs> Chris Benoit is the greatest wrestler that will never be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Ever. There's zero chance of it. Yeah, just like uh, Eddie Benoit probably wouldn't. He was in that crew, wasn't he? Eddie Guerrero. Guerrero. He's in the Hall of Fame. Okay. Yeah. Owen just died of a heart attack from too much oh, steroid abuse. Owen Hart's a good. I I think Owen Hart will get in there inevitably. If his wife agrees. Yeah, that's the thing. Hold I think up. that's after Vince. Anyway. Takes his. I think if you're going to make a wrestling biopic, it's going to have to be like one of your top four. Like, Start with Hulk Hogan. It's, it's got to have the mainstream. Terry. Terry Balea. It's got to No, have... seriously. Like, Hulk Hogan could be a wrestling. You make it fake a little bit. He right, could do like that's seven what I'm movies. I think if you're going to do, it, if you're gonna do mm-hmm. it for a wrestler and have it be popular, you got to do one of them. It's got to be Ric Flair, Macho Man, or Hulk Hogan, where it's it, where it's going to be a mainstream person that everybody's going to. I think I agree. I, th- I think that. Sorry, go ahead. I think you you and me both agree that biopics are a lot better when they're episodic. And not yeah, movies. HBO series like ten episodes long. The Queen one would have been much better. I think like that a ten episode. Okay, I think that as far as wrestling biopics go, like you could do if you want to build a Rocky franchise with Hulk Hogan. You could actually space out his career into four movies. Oh, for sure. You could make four theatrical releases to Hulk Hogan. You could do the AWA era. You could do the WWE era. Then you could do the WCW. VH1 era, though. Like, what's going on in his personal life? Right, but then you could... That's what I'm saying. And then, so you... Then his daughter is like, hey, don't look at my daughter. Because, like, his real final popular wrestling phase was the WCW era, where he was... NWO Hulk Hogan. I'm more a fan of his as the the Hogan Rules or Hogan Knows Best or whatever that show was right. called. And that kind of can all be looped together. Uh, yeah, it, you get to that point because like he busts his ass and then his wife leaves him and takes everything. And then his triumphant return back to WWE. Yeah, after the whole like he would have a racist. great. I think that like yeah, if, if Rocky can do four good movies, so could the Hulk. Seven, four, four Rocky titled Rocky movies. There's eight movies in the Rocky universe. I know, but Seven I'm... Seven of them. Rocky 1 through 4, they're just called Rocky 1, Rocky 2, Rocky 3, and Rocky five. 4. I'm not counting 5. There That's a terrible one. Yeah. Rocky Balboa is great. And both Creed movies are great. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen Creed 2 yet. Uh, I'm, waiting I'm waiting for, for Drago. I'm waiting for like a standalone Drago movie. <sighs> That'd be lit. Uh... I think my one of my favorite Hulk Hogan matches of all time 
is the 2005 SummerSlam match against Shawn Michaels, where Hogan is Hogan wins the match and he's told that he's gonna win the match, and Shawn Michaels is like completely against having this old dude beat him, so like he just embarrasses. Hulk Hogan by like overselling all of his moves and just making him so mad. But yeah, Shawn Michaels is the actual goat. Another <laughs> great biopic. And on that, good night. Deuces.